Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here again with our guest host, Frank Abruzzese, and we thought we'd have a conversation on cybersecurity, kind of do a bit of a one-on-one for folks that aren't familiar with it, because it's uh, pretty hot these days. There have been hacks around different companies, different industries, and it's not uh, isolated to any particular one. So I think a lot of us should be a little bit more aware uh, at home and at work and things like that. So uh, we thought we'd have a little bit of a conversation of of what is cybersecurity, uh, maybe some tips and tricks, get some advice from Frank in terms of what, what he has for, for businesses, for individuals, maybe for folks getting into the industry as well, and, and maybe a couple of trends. Um, but before we get into that, I'd love to hear a little bit about the, the backstory of, of Frank and cyber. So how did you even get into that? Because now you're running a, a tech company pretty well known for cyber, uh, but that's quite different from someone with a background in, in like business and sales. So, so, so how does one get into the, the cyber world from your, from your perspective? So it kind of just transitioned uh, from the business conversation. Uh, cyber became uh, prevalent uh, topics uh, in recent years. Actually, uh, one of my blogs from five years ago, I could have actually written it today. So I, I okay. just revised and updated it. So it's well over 10 years that we've been talking about this. So let's back up. Security's always been uh, somewhere in the list of uh, things to do for businesses and individuals, right? So at home, we lock our doors, we have passwords on our banking. So there were some basic things that we've always done. And then over the years, it it evolved to a more serious conversation once you started hearing about some attacks. So we heard about the big companies being attacked and we thought, oh, that's far away from home. It's not us. And then uh, closer to home, uh, companies got attacked, smaller companies got hit. So all of a sudden it was people become in the known going, what do we need to do? What do we need to do at home? What do we need to do at the office? So those conversations continued by uh, people asking questions and uh, myself always answering uh, the questions and uh, providing uh, more questions to get them to dive a little deeper in the subject. So it just evolved into, let's talk about how we can secure your company. Sounds good. So so if we dive into uh, a little bit about what is cybersecurity, why is it important? Because when I think of cybersecurity, it's kind of like the hacker movie, someone's at a computer trying to break into like the, the FBI vault or whatever it is, and, and probably not as sensationalized as that. Uh, but but what would you say it is? So you talked a little bit about kind of like locking doors and passwords and things like that. Uh, and, and then for kind of the everyday folk, like why is it even important? So cybersecurity is going to be any plan that you put in place to protect yourself. So I, I like using okay. simple analogies. So let's just talk about our homes today. We normally don't leave our doors wide open. We at least close them and we usually lock them. When we leave, we set an alarm, we go to bed, we set the uh, in-house alarm. So there's an example of several layers of security just for the home at a simple level. So cybersecurity is gonna be anything that you put in place to try to keep out the the bad guys. And there's a lot of them out there today (laughs) that are attacking you. Why is it important? Well, at home, we have our banking information. We have our addresses of all our family and friends and contacts in our email. So any of that goes into the wrong hands, they can reach out to all of these people. They can pretend to be you. There's a lot of things that they can do. In business, of course, it's the data. Uh, they can access your data. They can get uh, credit card information, the banking information and companies that e-transfer money. They can shut your business down with ransomware. That's always a difficult situation if any company's ever been hit. Hmm. 
And then from a public relations for companies, you have to disclose that customer's information, supplier information might've been breached. So now you lose credibility, you lose trust, your brand is tarnished. So there's a lot of different things can happen if we don't have a really good security plan in place. For sure. I mean, sounds like a lot of things to take care of, things to consider, and uh, I mean, potential uh, detrimental consequences as a result mm-hmm. of that. So if I was a, an organization, so, so a small company, I don't know, 10 person, 50 people, that sort of thing, uh, I'm safe, right? Like I, I just have a website, everything's on my local computer and, and, and maybe we have some, some cloud software with, I don't know, Microsoft or, or, or Google. Uh, we don't need to do anything, right? Or, or is there more to that? Well, that's a great question. Uh, small, don't do a whole lot, safe stuff locally. So there, there's a lot of red flags that go off in my world that I can ask a lot of questions about. But for this purpose, let's keep it simple. How's the data being backed up? Where's it being backed up? What if the computer were to, were to die? What if someone stole it? Or I came in and I'm upset at you today, so I decided to just break the thing. What are you going to do with your data? So there's that physical aspect of the security world. The other part is, well, randomly we just check out if there's any doors open out there so your small company is connected to the internet there's an address that's called an ip so there's an ip address that uh we could take a look at and if i can uh, reach it if i can step inside of it i can step into your network and i can hop onto your uh, data get into your programs and i can do a lot of damage so you need to make sure that uh, big or small, high profile, low profile, under the radar, we all need to protect ourselves all the time. Yeah, I think that that's a good uh, kind of note for folks where uh, I've heard of folks going around like like a parking lot and they'll just uh, check like if the doors are unlocked, right? And yes. I've heard people, they just, if it's unlocked and well, you have some change sitting there right now, anything that's easy to grab. Well, I, I can imagine that if, if someone's uh, company website or whatever, like the mm. password is like admin or, or password one or whatever it is, well, that's the equivalent of, of, of leaving your, your doors uh, unlocked, that sort of thing. And then Absolutely. whatever's in there, it may or may not be... Uh, helpful for, for them, uh, but it, it could be disastrous for you in, depending on what they end up doing. So to, right. to your point about small uh, uh, or, or large, like the, the threat is still out there, right? And, and is it that uh, folks are really like, there are hundreds and thousands of millions of folks kind of opening uh, car doors or like accessing websites or, or is, it, is there like, uh, it, it's just a growing threat that we have to be aware of? Well, there's uh, a lot of great software out there for the hacking world. So <laughs> they're uh, setting this up, the parameters, and it's going out. And basically, it's just called pinging. It's pinging anything that uh, might be uh, open and interesting. There's some social engineering aspect of it that happens if uh, they want to attack a specific company or organization. So I like your analogy. Uh, I usually use, uh, let's throw 40 people on a bus. Let's go in a random neighborhood at oh. 3 in the morning. Let's go pull on everyone's uh front door, back door, the patio door, the service door to the garage. And let's see who has their doors unlocked with no alarm. And while people are sleeping or away without the dog barking, <laughs> what mm-hmm. uh, what can we go in and take? Uh, what, what damage can we do in the night? And we see it all the time. P- people get uh, broken into and it's, it's like a side door was unlocked. A window was unlocked. Uh, cars are being, uh, you know, contents are being stolen. Cars are being stolen themselves. Mm-hmm. They're being left unlocked. And, or uh, valuable goods are left on the seat that you can see through the window. So they break the window, for example. So that's an analogy for all organizations uh, and everyone at home that everyone is a potential victim, unfortunately. And today in our world, 
the cyber attacks is not a question of if your organization or family gets attacked. It's the question of when mm. is it going to happen and what are you going to do about it? So we have to back up and say, where's my plan to be as proactive and to minimize. Mm-hmm. So, so would there be like a, a, a quick checklist? Cause I, I'm, I'm sure there's a huge assessment that you could go through for, for folks, mm. but maybe kind of a top three things that uh, a, a business could do to, to at least start thinking about. So I, I haven't thought about uh, cyber before physical security i might have done a little bit but but um like like cyber what are some of the, the top things to do and then is there something that even us as individuals we'd want to do uh because uh, as sure. much as as business stuff is important my, my stuff at home is probably just as important for myself as well absolutely so the number one thing is to change your passwords uh consistently mm. not to share them with anyone and use different passwords so when i log into my corporate computer it's not the same credentials that I use to log into my banking. And it's not the same one I use for my uh, streaming uh, live video. So I'm setting up different passwords. If I use the same email, that's okay. But I set up different passwords for each of those three scenarios that I just shared. Uh I don't use the the same password. I never share it. uh, When I moved recently three years ago into a different home, the uh, support people were helping me uh, get onto the internet because for some reason the service wasn't active in my home. The first question the technician asked on the phone was, oh, I can't get into your uh, firewall because the uh, password is no longer the default. Can you share the <laughs> password with me? And I said, absolutely not. Right. Walk me through what I can do because uh, I'm, I'm dealing with uh, corporate and sensitive information from my home when I'm working from home. I'm not going to share that with anyone even my trusted uh, third-party internet provider, for example. Mm -hmm. So what I did is give me a moment. I uh, set up a temporary password. I had uh, the gentleman go in and do what he had to do. And then I uh, deleted that password and then ran a full uh, malware antivirus uh, scan on the entire unit and had the tech team double check that as well. I had that luxury, of course, having my tech team at my disposal. Sure. That's one thing is change passwords, change them uh, often. Don't give them out to anybody. Uh, number two is do all your updates. There's operating system updates, uh, your firewall, your routers, they're called firmware. Do your firmware updates on a regular, regular basis. The third thing is question everything. So you sent me a link for this podcast today. I'm looking at the email. Hmm, is that really his email? Hmm. It's asking me to click on this and enter credentials or change, change something on my account for some of my subscriptions. Let's question those things. Oh, click here for your purchase order, your invoice. Well, wait a minute. Did they normally send me this? Um, Is this really what is being sent? So right-click on those links and and see where it actually takes you. Credit cards are a big one. Uh, Gift cards, you know, the owner's never going to ask you to get a gift card. So I'm talking about phishing. A lot of phishing schemes going on today. Um, Be alert. Uh, Pick up the phone and actually call the individual. Hey, did you uh, send me this request? to rent out and buy a hundred gift cards and then uh, submit my personal expenses. So the <laughs> accounting department will pay me because you don't have time to do it. And this is happening a lot with new employees when the owners are being uh, f- fished. Someone's honored that the president of the corporation is going to ask a junior individual to, uh, to go out and do this. So they want to mm-hmm. please that person. So that theme in mind is that's what they're preying on, you know, the, the in terms of their prey, is where, where our guard is down. It, uh, we want to please people. We want to take care of things. So they're working all those, excuse me, all those emotions on everyone right now to, hey, I'm going to jump and go take care of this for you right now. Right. 
Yeah, and I think uh, what you said about the whole social engineering aspect is probably like the, the biggest threat in the sense that from a technology perspective, there's probably like like gaps and, and bugs and things that they can hack. So hence the, the firmware updates and things like that. But uh, at least I've heard, and, and, and maybe you can uh, confirm or deny that, that most of the uh, intrusions are based on like, uh, like a sharing password or writing it down or like uh, some sort of thing where like they were able to get it out of them and have mm. the person like actually fill it in versus an actual like technical uh, thing. Like wh what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, we have to be uh, a little bit more careful with what we're doing. Our, you know, our tech team comes back and there's post notes all over people's monitors and desks <laughs> with you know, username and password. This one's from my bank. And so they're following some of the rules, but then they're writing it all down. So sure. you have to be careful about that. I, I like to say is, uh, you know, we need to be really discreet and uh, keep our cards close when it comes to all our credentials. It's, it's tough to... Uh, expect everyone to know them as well, because if you do, you're storing them somewhere. I have a copy. As a corporation many years ago, um, the law stated that we were not allowed to keep any uh, personal data. So we haven't kept anything uh, personal on our files, which means credentials and passwords. So clientele, they get really upset when they call and we don't know their password because we <laughs> set it up seven years ago for them right. where they should have changed it, you know, at least four times a year minimum, yeah. if not monthly. And then, you know, to stay away from the, the standard ones, like right now we're in uh, spring of uh, 2022 and that's the most popular password right now. <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, yeah, again, back to that that social engineering where people's tendencies and stuff of like that, right? Uh, maybe sports teams and things like that, or, or uh, children's or, or their own birth dates and stuff like that come to mind as common ones mm -hmm. as well. Um, so, what I heard from that is uh, like, well, you have to be a little bit mindful about uh, that the passwords definitely change them four times a year is, is what I heard the, the uh, uh, frequency would be. What about things like like password managers and things like that, right? Is that a helpful tool? Because obviously they uh, kind of farm out where technically you don't even know that the passwords, well, I'm sure you could figure out a long string, but you know one uh, to get into all of them. Like, is that more secure or less secure? Or what are your thoughts around using something like that? Yeah, that's, that's always been a good debate on that. So the password managers, you know, they're encrypted, they save everything for you. So when you get into a program, it already has uh, all the, all the uh, fields filled out. So my question is, where's that information being stored and right. who might get access to that? So, you know, there's uh, some that say uh, you should use them and others say that absolutely not. I personally don't use them. I like to right. have my own unique passwords. I do change them on a regular basis. And sometimes I do forget, so I have to reset it. <laughs> And it sends me that when we're talking about um, passwords and password changing and getting get into uh, programs, the banks have done a great job on this. And a lot of the uh, cloud applications that we use today is called dual factor or multi-factor authentication. Hmm. This one's really critical because right now there's, I'm not sure if you've even heard this before, but there's a really slick email hijack going on and you don't even know you've been hijacked. Oh. You're continuing using your email regularly and you have no idea. So I'll give you a quick example. So the dark web, we have a lot of credentials that have been leaked that are being sold on the dark web. So now I get your credentials, a little social engineering. So I send an email out uh, through your company to all the people in your list and say, our corporation has just changed banks. Please mm. click here and update all your banking information when you pay your bills. So then they're the users paying their bills online like they normally do, e-transfer, et cetera, whatever that they happen to be doing. 
And a month or two goes by and you start calling people for payment saying, hey, uh, you guys normally pay, you haven't paid. And they say, yes, we have. So what the hacker does with your credentials, they'll go in, they'll send out an email with the banking info change, please click on this link. And what they do is they set up rules. So in your uh, email program, you can set up standard rules out of office, for example, anybody that uh, emails you, or if it has this subject or name, it goes into this subfolder. So those are rules you can set up. So the rules they set up is delete that that subject in the in the sent, delete it in the deleted. Mm-hmm. And when they respond, delete it in the inbox and delete it back in the deleted box. So when you go to your uh, email, you don't even see any of these emails at all. So then wow. our job becomes tough. Is it an inside job? Did the person do it themselves? Was it a coworker that snuck it on their computer? Or was it somebody that is outside the organization? So the, these are tough conversations. And money goes out the window, literally, to the bad people. And now, as a business owner, how do you handle your customers that felt like they paid you? Do they pay a second time and pay you now? Mm. Do you call insurance? Do you write it off as bad debt? So there's a lot going on. And this is one that we're dealing with quite a bit today. Mm. So the point is dual factor and multi-factor authentication. If I'm already in my email program, or even if I'm not in the program and I get a request on my cell phone, for example, with a six digit code, I'll be thinking, wait a minute, my computer is off. I'm not on my email. Why is it asking me this? Right. So if you don't, if you don't uh, enter that code, you can't get into the email. So therefore the hacker can't get in and right. they'll move on to the next one. Yeah. I guess it's, it's, it's equivalent to uh, kind of opening the doors or locks. If it's locked, right. Uh, they won't, they'll move on to the next one That's not right. necessarily to, to go in. Cause it's, it's a lot, a lot of it's just based on convenience and ease versus like they really want to get into it. Now, obviously there's some people who truly want to get into a company, but, and then they'll try multiple. Yes. That's a little bit different. So, For sure. uh, so what I took from that is, is, is step one, everybody, if, if you have uh, the option of uh, multi-factor authentication, uh, enable that. Cause at least uh, like, even if you do keep your passwords the same or whatever, at least you kind of have that extra level. And obviously uh, on that, you want to change your passwords on a regular basis uh, to, to, to move forward. So I think that applies to all businesses, all individuals as one. Well. I mean, it seems common sense, uh, unfortunately not common practice, I would imagine. It's, it's one of those types of things. So. And you'd ask me some tips for, for home as well. So mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is very, very popular, obviously. So when people are coming to your home, now that things are opening up a little bit more, be careful who you share your password to. And still, I would uh, I would change the password on my Wi-Fi once in a while. Mm. If we're traveling and if we're going to public places, there's a lot of public places for coffee and restaurants, for example, uh, shopping malls that have Wi-Fi. I wouldn't be doing my banking on those. Mm. If we're traveling abroad, especially um, on resorts. So resorts, think about it. They have a mass of people. They already spent a lot of money getting the internet, especially for you know some of the countries that we go to to, vi- to uh, vacation. And their Wi-Fi is going to be public and be wide open, not a lot of security on it. So we find a lot of our clientele as they travel abroad that they do run into trouble on public Wi-Fi. So just think about what you're doing, what apps you're opening up, what you're logging into. And personally, uh, I'd be a little more careful if I was doing banking or any financial transactions or any sensitive information mm-hmm. on a public Wi-Fi. And, and if you were traveling, what might be an, uh, a good way and easy, hopefully easy way to, to make sure that you're a little bit more secure? Is, is, is there a, a tip that you'd have on that side? 
Well, if I'm traveling, I would uh, hotspot my phone and use okay. my data. I know it costs a little bit more money. That's one thing to do. Secondly, is any website you go to, you want that uh, HTTPS uh, um, lock on it, the yellow lock. Yep. But the problem is when you're when you're entering information in a public, they can easily hop on because they can see your device on a public Wi-Fi network. Mm. And sometimes, you know, people are working together. You know, we've seen it in the, in the traditional world. So you're in an airport and, you know, there's pickpocketers and uh, they're taking this wallet out of someone's pocket, handing it to the next person. So think about that in the, in the public Wi-Fi. It's the same thing. There, there are people mm. that are hopping on and looking for devices and uh, using the, their software to hop onto yours and, and uh, get your information, put a malware in the background. So those are things you really need to be aware of. I try to minimize any of the Wi-Fi use in the public setting. Hmm. Try to go to something that uh, a little bit more secure. Our corporation, uh, we have a, a protocol for a different level of uh, security on Wi-Fi. And when I travel abroad, my devices sometimes don't even work on the <laughs> Wi-Fi because they're not secure enough. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So depending on what level of security you have, uh, just, just kind of uh, be aware, prepare yourself. Uh, there might be an added cost to your point if you hotspot your own phone, this and that, but uh, the, the extra cost is, is likely worth it, uh, especially if the uh, alternative might be that you, you lose uh, funds in your bank account or whatever, yeah. your, your savings and all that sort of stuff. That. Yeah, <laughs> definitely don't want that. Um, what, what if we kind of turn the conversation a little bit to the folks that are looking to get into cybersecurity? So sure. it's, a, it's a hot field and, and definitely a lot of folks are there. Uh, like, what could they uh, look forward to? Or if someone's interested in getting in, how do they find out a little bit more? I know there's a lot of uh, like micro-credential programs, build boot camps here and there. Um, like, what are some of the things that they could look forward to potentially doing in, in cybersecurity um, and, and, and learning a little bit more? So I look at it like forensics. It's hmm. basically uh, security, security, right? So this is in, in a digital world. There are corporations like Cisco to take a look at uh, their training program, their certifications, if you want to get certified. The world's always looking for uh, Cisco gurus out there that mm -hmm. knows Cisco very well to set up your firewalls. There are pen tests. You can do a penetration tests, internal and external for corporations, get into consulting for that. Business continuity, um, again, it's business strategy. So anyone who's a business analyst that wants to analyze big data, anything along that line, you can have a conversation and segue into business continuity. What does a disaster recovery plan look like? There's a false pretense out there with uh, cloud. Cloud is obviously very popular and there's a lot of careers in, the, in cloud. Cloud data, cloud backup, uh, cloud applications, internet of things. So there's a, a whole area that you can get into uh, in the cyber world. The false um, presumption is if I'm in the cloud, I'm safe. The cloud has the same rules. It's, it's, it's just a number of servers in another physical premise that's not under your roof, but it's right. the same principles apply. How secure is it? How's it being backed up? What happens if uh, it gets hacked? Mm -hmm. What's the contract uh, for saving it? You know, a lot of us use, uh, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Those are all great examples of large organizations and all our data is stored in their cloud. And some of them have been hit in the past. And the reason is because they've, they've kind of kept uh, all of it internally because they're big corporations, they have a wealth of resources, but they've also been attacked. They've also been breached. They've been able to react quickly. So just keep that in mind. Uh, how safe is that data that I'm storing in the cloud, regardless of who the company is? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and, and from what I understand that uh, sometimes it's not the provider itself, it's the providers the providers use where sometimes right. they're at risk. And, and uh, yeah. to your point of, of using the side door or something, it might be that, well, there was uh, someone else did the installation of that door and and, and therefore they, they can get in a little bit easier than others. So you well, have to be mindful of kind of the whole ecosystem that's involved as well. Real quick on that note, uh, we do monitor the dark web for companies for the domain name. And a number of people shut up overnight uh, a couple of years ago in Capital One, and we, and we couldn't figure out. There was a third party, just as you mentioned, that was breached, and the third party held all the uh, information for the Capital One credit card. Mm. So, you know, people that we knew showed up, and they're like, we have no idea who this company is. We have no idea what's going on. And as we dived into it and, and uh, hopped over and linked over, and it'd be like, um, do you have a Capital One credit card? It's just been breached. Ooh. So there you, that it happens. Uh, so again, it, it's helping companies with this conversation and we're going to need re- a lot of resources to help. The other area that uh, is continuously growing, we talk a lot about EV, electronic vehicles. We're talking about autonomous vehicles. Huh. Today, those vehicles have an app. My, my vehicle, for example, is not an EV. I just picked it up, but I do have an app that I can start and unlock and lock my car and set the alarm. So it's an app. So if I get breached, Somebody could, uh, you know, kind of play games with my car. If it was autonomous, they could uh, have it drive away from my driveway and go park it down the street somewhere else. Right. So that is an exciting brand new field. Anyone that's looking to get into cyber, take a look at what's going on in the automotive world. It's growing, it's exploding because it's it's, it's uh, evolving, it's changing all the time. And it's a big player in the global space, obviously. And uh, take a look at cyber in the automotive Sounds good. So yeah, I think we, we hit a lot of topics and we, uh, thanks for sharing uh, kind of the, the 101 on cybersecurity. Uh, everybody enable your two-factor authentication, change your passwords out there and, and make it a regular habit and then start getting into kind of layer by layer because there's so many layers in this where you probably can't uh, just in, in one fell swoop take care of everything. But uh, every, every, every day, every week, every month, at least uh, make one step towards being a little bit more secure, just like as you said, with your home, like you make sure you lock the doors and the windows and, and security system and things like that. Uh, what else? And um, so EV and, and, and vehicles will be an interesting one. Are there any uh, other upcoming trends or, or things that you're actually more concerned about and worried about uh, in, in cyber as well? And, and the other things, what, what's most exciting to you in, in, in cyber upcoming? Well, new trends, I think it's just going to continue to get more sophisticated. The email hijack was one recent that I've seen. One, one trend that we've seen recently that uh, came way off the chart was uh, QR, QR codes. Okay. So we're in a public place, um, QR codes, uh, hackers are printing their own and putting them on top of QR codes. Ah. So, you know, I scan it with my phone and it downloads malware in the background. Some phones have good security, some phones do not. So an upcoming trend is security on the phone. Mobile device management is something in recent years that has picked up. So it hasn't taken as a lot of traction until just recently. So if you lose your phone and if an employee is let go and still has your corporate phone, you can have full control. So that's things that we're seeing that's coming down the road. Uh, more, more awareness. Internet of things, of course. There's personal and corporate internet things. So we have everything that's going on at home, your thermostat, your lights, uh, your sprinkler system. They're all apps today. So mm-hmm. if it's an app, it could be hacked and it could be taken over. And I know it doesn't sound like a big deal. It's my sprinkler system. Well, if your sprinkler system ties into your Wi-Fi at your house and I hop onto your Wi-Fi at your house 
and I get onto your machine when you're doing your banking and I can uh, take your credentials and take a screen, you know, take your keyboard uh, recording of it. You know, it's pretty easy to get into your bank account after that. And that's just by getting your sprinkler system. They've done that with IP cameras for a long, long time. That's what we first seen getting into uh, businesses and homes Mm because the cameras have an IP address and they were left wide open in the early days and hackers were easily getting in. It was actually not even a challenge at that time. That's uh, a little bit scary, <laughs> but, but hopefully we, we don't want to scare. We just want <laughs> to educate and have people be aware and do something about it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so do a little bit of an audit on, on your home and, and all of the different things connected to the internet. If it has some sort of Wi-Fi needs and stuff of like that, just double check that it has passwords. Again, I don't know if any of those would have like two-factor authentication, but at least start rotating them in, in and out if you can manage. But uh, yeah, like make sure that uh, you, you keep yourself uh, as, as, as safe as you can, right? So things happen, but at least don't make yourself an easy target. Cause I think that's uh, right. the, the, the main thing is, is uh, uh, the, the, these cameras, these hackers are looking for the easy targets. They, they don't want to do more than they need to. Uh, and, and if you're kind of uh, uh, the lowest on, on the rung, then just be careful. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. move yourself a couple of uh, steps up and, and secure yourself. So uh, thanks so much, uh, Frank, for sharing your insights. Uh, any kind of parting words that you want to share with folks in regards to cyber? Well, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure uh, doing this with you. I would say, uh, you know, take take a look at the career from a, a step back because there's a lot of places that you, you can go. And let's just keep adding uh, our layers of security and be aware that the guard has to be up today. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much, Frank, for sharing your insights and hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Yeah. Thank you. Look forward to it. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.